Hey everybody, I'm Theresephine Millies and you're listening to Ninth Arcana, a tarot podcast. Today we're talking about the hermit. Ah, the hermit. This card is very special to me. It's the ninth in the majors, which means it's the ninth arcana. You get it. The podcast is about me relearning the cards, intuitively and with tools too, and it's called Ninth Arcana because the hermit is the ninth arcana. We're going to go on a bit of a history lesson on this one. In early tarot, the hermit carried an hourglass. In my recreation Visconti deck, he's holding an hourglass. It's an image of Kronos. Kronos is a pretty intense god. He's the son of Uranus, which is heaven, and Gaia, which is earth. He's the youngest of the first generation of Titans, and he ruled after he overthrew his father, which he did because his mother suggested that he castrate him. And by castrating heaven, he split heaven and earth, which began the reign of Kronos. There was a creation myth that said that the cut that separated the earth and the sky created a gap, thus creating the beginning of time. Eventually, he began to reason that he would have to be overthrown at some point too, probably by his children, so he decided when they were born he would eat them. So he ate Demeter, Hestia, Hera, Hades, and Poseidon. The last child was Zeus, and when he was born, his mother Rhea asked Gaia for help. So when he was born, she wrapped up a stone, gave it to Kronos, and he immediately ate it, believing it was his son. Then they hid Zeus in a cave, and he was either raised by a goat, a nymph, or his grandmother Gaia, depending on which story and who wrote it. When Zeus was old enough to start a war, I guess, Gaia gave him a potion. He gave it to his dad, and his dad proceeded to purge all of his siblings out of his stomach. There ensued a vast war, and Kronos and the other titans were overthrown. Kronos was either then imprisoned on Tartarus or in a cave of Nyx, thus beginning the reign of Zeus. Now, we all know that Greek myths and gods have a Roman equivalent. Kronos' Roman equivalent is Saturn. Now, Saturn is usually depicted with a harp, a scythe, or a sickle. He is the god of time, generations, dissolution, abundance, wealth, agriculture, periodic renewal, and liberation. In antiquity, Kronos, spelled C-R-O-N-U-S or K-R-O-N-U-S, was sometimes interpreted as the personification of time because he maintains the, the course and the cycles of the seasons. And the word for time was Kronos, C-H-R-O-N-O-S. Ever so slight difference. In the Renaissance, Kronos became Father Time with a scythe and an hourglass. And the Renaissance is where tarot became tarot. And I say all of that simply because it's cool. There's no clear line of when Kronos or Saturn or Father Time became the hermit, but in the 18th and 19th centuries, the monk became standard on the Marseille deck. When tarot became more esoteric, the hermit meaning moved from seclusion to a spiritual seeker. The hourglass became a lantern, meant to light the seeker's way out of the darkness. The hermit is a withdrawal from the outer world to explore the inner. Let's look at the cards. 
The hermit wears a long gray robe. He stands with his lantern held up, his eyes down, and his staff in his left hand. The robe is gray, the color of the mind. Icy stone. It's a color that's used for the sky, mainly. Gives the feeling of a rainy day. A put on a sweater and light a fire and read a book rainy day. No one else in the tarot wears this cloak. Or a hood. His lantern is a light. It's there so he can find his way home after his walks in his inner depths. Or it's there so you can find him and he can be your guide. It's also on the left side of the card. It's illuminating the past. And the light is a star. The star is a symbol of rebirth. It's a promise that it's all going to be okay. His staff is a wand without the leaves, the same staff that's on the magician's table. The hermit could also be a wizard, able to create magic and fire from his staff. He's not leaning on it like a cane, but it's with him if he needs it. In the Morgan Greer, the difference is that he's wearing a brown robe, not a gray robe, and he's standing on an edge. It's very similar to the fool. He's looking out where he's headed, and his way is well lit. This card feels more like he's intentionally walked to this exact spot to take a look over the side of this snowy mountain, instead of dancing and almost falling off the way the fool is. It's a similar picture. It's a totally different intention. I can perfectly see Kronos in the mythic card. He has a candle, he has a scythe, there's a crow, and he's facing us. The candle illuminates the left side of the card. The scythe is on the right. It's telling you to illuminate and understand your past. Because the scythe that split open the sky, that created time, is always going to be there. It's waiting for you. This hermit is telling you to figure out your shit before you run out of time. The wiki I read about Kronos mentions that the root of the word is the same as the root of the word crow in Greek. But in general, crows symbolize transformation and change. They eat dead things, so they're kind of between life and death. The symbolism of ravens and crows are kind of interchangeable. They're not the same birds, obviously, but people kind of see them the same way in what they represent. They mean death. Carl Jung associated the raven with the shadow. It represents the unconscious, the depths. We have to integrate our shadow to fully know ourselves. The ravens that I know are on the shoulders of Odin. On the wild unknown, we have a turtle. He's in his shell, and he has a lantern lit on his back. The turtle can retrieve and hide from any threat at any time. His soft parts are protected by his hard parts. The turtle has shown up in lots of folklore and myth. Many cultures talk about the world turtle. It's an animal that holds the world on his back. Have you guys seen Strange Planet yet? I looked up the cultural depictions of turtles and the Wikipedia article lists depictions of turtles in Egypt, Africa, ancient Mesopotamia, ancient Greece and Rome, China, India, Japan, Vietnam, Taiwan, North and South America, and Oceania. They are most often depicted to symbolize time, wisdom, longevity, health, and the ability to defend oneself, even if you move slowly. In the line shredder, we have a bear who has a lantern with a star in it hanging from its neck. And he is on top of a skull that's suspended over a big brown watermark. The bear also makes perfect sense because bears hibernate, and they hibernate in caves. The star inside of the lantern is a six-pointed star, and it's called the Seal of Solomon. 
I'm going to read to you directly from the Wikipedia article about the Seal of Solomon. The Seal of Solomon, or Ring of Solomon, is the legendary signet ring attributed to the Israelite King Solomon in medieval mystical traditions, from which it developed a parallel with Jewish mysticism, Islamic mysticism, and Western occultism. It is the predecessor to the Star of David, the contemporary cultural and religious symbol of the Jewish people. It was often depicted in the shape of either a pentagram or a hexagram. In religious lore, the ring is variously described as having given Solomon the power to command the supernatural, including shadim and jinn, and also the ability to speak to animals. Due to the proverbial wisdom of Solomon, it came to be seen as the amulet or talisman or similar character in medieval magic, renaissance magic, occultism, and alchemy. The power to command the supernatural is definitely on brand with the hermit. The Holly Simple has the hermit with his horns, very similar to her hanged man, which is the enlightened figure on the 13th major card that we talked about a couple weeks ago. The hermit is stabilizing himself on a triangle by creating a square with his legs. His hands are up in a mudra called the mudra of discussion, which is a gesture of discussion and transmission of Buddhist teaching. The triangle upright is a fire triangle, which symbolizes rebirth, purification, a mutation that takes place within the system of thought. In the Luna Soul, we have all of the best bits. The cloak, the lantern with the seal of Solomon, his magical wooden staff, the turtle looking out at us, plus we have the moon, and light coming from within. This hermit has an inner fire and an outer fire. He's a seeker and a guide. The moon is behind him, which means that madness and confusion have been left behind. He's being followed by the turtle, which means that he has the companion of time, longevity, and health. So let's recap. What is a hermit? It's a person that lives outside of society. Depending on your frame of reference, this is either someone who seems like they found a better way of life or a crazy person. The hermit is the wise guru. It's the monk, but it's also Ted Kaczynski in a hut or the witch in Hansel and Gretel. That distinction is what reversals are really for. Either way, the hermit has walked away from convention. This is literal in the old cards, but read in modern times. It could mean deleting your Instagram or reading books and meditating and being anti-capitalist. The hermit can be a spiritual master or a guide. He's an expert, a master of hidden wisdom. The old stereotype of the writer retreating to the woods to write a book and commune with nature. Then they publish that book and you get to read it and learn all the things that they learned while they were by themselves in the woods. The hermit is a deliberate withdraw from people and things that require getting and spending. A deliberate withdrawal to carry on with the work of self-improvement. To focus on figuring out who you are and what matters to you. The hermit's placement in the tarot, after strength and before the wheel, means a place of contemplation. It's before the next big cycle. The nine is the number of the ending of a cycle. And because this is a major card, it's a real big cycle that needs completing. This card is most universally and deeply about taking some time out to learn something necessary to your next stage of life. 
learning that can only happen away from societal pressures and expectations. This could take time, but you will return to the outer world, then back to the cave, and so on over and over. Each time to expand on the last thing that you figured out. The hermit is part of the path. You can't skip it. The bear must hibernate. You must recoup. This card has always been about going in and figuring something out. All the stuff about Kronos and Saturn and, and all that background, I don't know how much that needs to play into the meaning of the card, but it's really interesting to know like the lineage of the cards that you're holding in your hands. The Hermit is a turtle to me now. What is the Hermit to you? Our next episode is on the Nine of Swords. Google it. Thank you so much for listening to Ninth Arcana. You can follow me, rate, or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. New episodes always Wednesdays and Fridays. You can also find me and all the pictures of all the cards that I talk about on Instagram. I'm Ninth Arcana Podcast. Now you should go pull some cards. Okay, love you. Bye. Ninth Arcana is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Teresa Fien Millies. Thank you for listening.